spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Well, we're not going to say what the deal is with the picture because I posted a picture and I just want everybody to go see what the deal is with the picture. It's on my Facebook page. It's also on my Instagram page, my IG page, which is Trayware SA. So, Captain Don Morgan is back. And we took a picture in the studio this morning, but we're not saying, we're not going to say what's, what's interesting about the picture. People just have to go check it out. Okay. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. How's Caribou? Uh, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> how how was Portland? Uh, Portland was fine. Yeah. You know, so. How was Canada other than gunless? Uh, Canada was cold as well. Yeah. So. What a beautiful time of year to be up there. Right. Yeah. Right. That little effeminate uh, prime minister they have up there, he banned handguns last week. We can't have handguns in Canada no more because they might hurt somebody. What is he, 12? Uh, Six? Ten? Yeah, maybe about Eight? That. Right. Well... It's good that you're back. Good to be back. It's Thank good you. to be anywhere, right? Yeah, definitely. So the first place you went was Banger, right? Uh, yeah, we stopped there on yeah. the way up. Had to uh, see Banger. Yep. And then, uh, actually, no, that was we just kind of zipped through. I had a, oh. I had uh, further up in the, the northern part of Maine. I had a, a fam- several family events. I had right. To. Right. And so we you were marrying and burying while you were up there. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And um, so you know, we we were there for that, and then um, on the way back through. Uh, we stopped in and um, you know took a look around. You know, okay. Georgia not real familiar with that area. Cool. And so and we just drove around and showed her. Well, some she of has family in Canada as well, so y'all she got does, y'all right. got to see yep. a lot of family. And all. you were gone forever. How do you how do you and Sean get all this time off? Right, he got four months off at the beginning of the year, and he's had like four weeks off since yeah. then. What, what what do y'all have pictures of goats and stuff, or what you got? Pictures What's, of goats. Well, what, what, what do you that got? supposed to mean? Well, no. I don't know, but do, what do you have? I no, mean, well, you know, I I just saved up all my time. You know, for me, it's I'm not sure about Rima. I mean, he, he's got a hell of an agent. That's <laughs> I guess he does. But uh, yeah, I just kept saving up my time and and. and Used it all up. His so agent is into leg breaking and horse heads. And right. Beds. That's what his yeah. agent saw. Saw a lot of that while I was gone, too. So. I bet you did. <laughs> you know what else you saw you were showing me? And this is uh, back to the news for just a second here. You were showing me pictures of all the homeless illegal aliens that are sleeping all over America as you were trekking, mm-hmm. doing your uh, Jack Kerouac thing across the country. Because you drove this trip. You yeah, drove. drove. You didn't fly. Right. Yeah. So you saw a lot of people like uh, crashed out outside of uh, Music Hall of Fames and uh, you know everywhere else that you would stop and be interested in. They're just sleeping and pooping all over the place. Right. I guess the the nice. you kind of expect that in the larger cities mm-hmm. uh, that we stopped in, but it were it was the smaller towns mm-hmm. where this was going on that surprised me uh, significantly. Yep. Uh, towns that I lived in for years and, sure. and when it hadn't been back to in you know 10 12 years or whatever and uh, it, things have definitely changed mm-hmm. that's for sure welcome to Joe Biden's America the way things are downtown San Antonio I was telling you you go downtown here and it is completely transformed into a homeless haven they're all over the place do they go to Haven for hope no they don't go to Haven for hope do they go to Ron's hotel that he bought for them and he's putting them up in hotel no they just go out in the middle of the street man wherever they can and go to the bathroom and you know puke on themselves and everything else really nice beautiful beautiful city we're in we're in a gorgeous place it now was, it was disheartening to say the least at, 
At the times that I did see that, it, yeah. was, it was sad to see. Well, the transformation of America is well underway. Yeah, But, you know, in spite of all that. In spite of all of it? I can honestly say that 99.9% of what I did see was wonderful. So, Good. You know, it's, America is still an amazing place. Well, absolutely just, it is. I, I call we've it just the, fall, we've the, just fallen a long way, yeah, but it's still an amazing place. I, I, no I call doubt. it the, uh, a great, uh, unending, never-ending experiment. That we, yeah, <laughs> that we constantly see evolving and sometimes devolving. Uh, and then devolving this is, is what word. you and this is what you see from time to time. Uh, so, the last but, couple of years have screwed the place up, but we're fixing that right now. We're in early voting time right now, so. Yeah, it kicked off yesterday. Getting it fixed. You so. knew that was going on when uh, the number of signs in my neighborhood increased significantly. <laughs> I was going to say, did they plaster your house with campaign signs while you were gone? <laughs> it's like, it's like a, this guy's not here. Clang, clang, yep. clang, clang. We'll just put signs up everywhere. Yeah, didn't see that at my house, yeah. no, but I uh, did see a lot on the way in. Yeah, sure. So, you know, and there was some wind last night, so they'll be scattered around. They will there. be all over I-35 by the time you go home yep. today. Well, it's really good to see you. Glad you're back. Thank you. Yeah. Good to be back. Good to see you as well. Foley did a good job while you were gone. I, I, I know he's the guy that is really glad you're back. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's so exhausted he took the day off. Hey, so. Oh, is he off today? <laughs> <He's> off today. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Elaine, I'm going to start doing that. Everybody else does it. I'm going to start taking time off. Yeah, I'm mean. so exhausted today I can barely do this. You I wore him out. I can't, I, can't I can't use my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired I can't talk. <laughs> I'm going to try that one you next should. time, see how far yeah. I get with it. Just go and stagger in, start mumbling, you know. <laughs> Actually, I have to be close to dead. I have to be, like, at the funeral home, ready to put me in the box before they'll say, all right, take a day <laughs> take a day off. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, I'm glad you're back. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Yeah. Nice to have old friends around here. And thank you for the bottle opener. You are increasing my collection of bottle openers. And I put the I, what I do is I hang them on the motorcycle. Right. Because I happen to be around guys who like to have their bottles open. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where's motorcycles got one? Let's yeah. go where? <laughs> and they open it right up on my bike. Yeah, I find, you know, so, <laughs> someone like you who is out socially uh-huh. uh, quite often. Often. Y- you, you need two things, a lighter and a bottle opener. And a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the neighborhood, I'm sure. <laughs> But uh, so I figure I can supply you with bottle openers, and you're always armed and ready to go. You're very kind to do so. Yeah. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So welcome back. You've got Let's a moose see. on there over there. I see that, yeah. man. One of those big 1,500-pound caribou Maine mooses. <laughs> hey, man, I, I saw it the other night. I was going down a country road after the football game the other night, and uh, it was dark, and I came over the hill, and this car was coming at me. He's flashing his lights like, you know, there's a cop over the hill, so you need to slow down. Right. Well, I wasn't, you know, I'd set the cruise at about five miles under because we were on a country road, twisty, turny. So I just set the cruise control under. The speed limit was 45. I set it to 40. Mm-hmm. So I figured, well, I'm, I'm safe. Everything's good because cop ain't going to get me at 40. And I come over the hill. It's not a cop. It's a big black cow standing in the middle of the road, standing there. Chewing his cud, her cud, whatever. And I'm like, whoa, I ain't afraid of cop. Cop's nothing. (laughs) You know, he's got lights at least. This cow doesn't have any lights. No. So anyway, that's. I'm sure you ran into some of that with the moose up there. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it mooses or is it mice? Just it's. uh, My son says it's meese. Meese. There we go. (laughs) It's actually just when it's multiple. It's meese. The economy is lurching faster into deterioration as we speak, according now to a new poll out from S&P Global. They put out a new poll, or actually it's not a poll, it's just a a research paper on what's going on with the economy. Not only did the U.S. business sector slump in the fourth straight month in October, but the pace of the deterioration 
is going faster. So not only are we deeper into trouble with our economy, but it's moving faster into more trouble. Manufacturers and service businesses reported weaker demand. S&P's monthly survey of purchasing managers saying this suggests an acceleration in the decline of the business activity and what S&P said is the second fastest fall in history. Impact of inflation and higher interest rates, of course, a major part of that. All-time high economic discontent is uh, out there as well, according to a new poll by NBC News. The Democrats' chances of retaining the House and the Senate becoming less and less likely due to all-time record high metrics within midterm polling. 71% of registered voters say the nation under Democrat rule is on the wrong track. This is a record high disapproval of any party at any time in American history. Even worse for Democrats, the sagging economy is the number one midterm issue for voters. Most likely voters believe a Democrat victory in the midterms would hurt the U.S. economy, according to a convention of states action Trafalgar group uh, survey that is out this morning. And the agricultural economy continues to shrink as inflation burdens the industry. Creighton University's Rural Main Street Economic Index now showing that it's down for the fifth straight month in the ag business. Why? Well, farmers are facing with much higher fertilization costs and prices for diesel fuel that the American farmers have to put into their tractors and the trucks to carry it to the market. The report saying high diesel costs have elevated the prices of everyday goods. The cost of transportation passed on down to consumers, and in turn, consumers are now restraining their spending habits at grocery stores and retail stores, which is slashing demand, exacerbating an economic slowdown for farmers across America. 93% of registered American voters are worried about high inflation and the state of the economy as midterm elections are here, according to a recent Politico Morning Consult poll. So it is the economy. More on that in the other news of the day. And what happened with Ted Cruz and the girls on the views yesterday? That's all coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Time to jump up, get your day rolling. Five twenty-two. The polls open at eight o'clock this morning. If you want to early vote and miss the crowd on election day, our phones are open at two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If you early voted yesterday, let me know how it went. I'm just curious, 210-599-5555. He breezed on in, breezed on I saw a lot of people, again, putting up their I voted stickers. So tell me what you think. If you did that yesterday, did it go okay for you? Did you have any problems? Where did you vote? Did you see a lot of people? I think I saw a post from Jackie Callinan that said here in Bear County, the numbers were about where they were on the first day of early voting back in 2018. So... Uh, we'll see. But 8 o'clock this morning is when they reopen the polls, and they'll go till 6 o'clock tonight, 210-599-5555. Now, we talk a lot about the economy because that is the pressing issue, and the economy is continuing to deteriorate, now deteriorating at a much faster pace. And uh, since the beginning of the summer, polls have shown consistently more than two-thirds of Americans believe the economy is headed in the wrong direction. So just some numbers for you. Inflation of the past seven months has hovered between 8 and 9%. Worst consumer price index numbers since the early 1980s. The last time there was an election with inflation this high, Ronald Reagan won that landslide victory, we remember, against Jimmy Carter. And the Republicans got massive uh, gains also in the Congress, too. So the essentials that all Americans have to buy every week, they're up between 15 and 30%. Inflation is averaging 2% during Trump's four years in office and 1.5% of the very day that Biden entered the Oval Office now 
Inflation is between 8 and 9% thanks to the Biden policies and the Democrat policies. Now, the claim by the Biden White House last year that inflation was a high-class problem for rich people or that it was transitory, that's all laughable today, right? And even more out of touch, Biden's recent declaration that the economy is strong as hell. It's strong as hell out there. On these rare occasions when Biden acknowledges inflation is a problem, well, he says it's oil and gas. It's the guy who owns the grocery store. It's the big farmer. It's the Russian president, blah, blah. It's everybody else's fault but his policies, which we know increased inflation. And he also pitifully tries to blame the economic collapse on Republicans, right? Now, when the Democrats control every lever of power in Washington, D.C., we see what happens. We see what happens to the economy. Last week, he said, for the umpteenth time, I'm doing everything in my power to reduce gas prices and taking away oil and gas permits, canceling pipelines, increasing taxes on energy, passing out billions of dollars of subsidies to wind, solar, and electric battery power, and promising to close down all domestic oil and gas production over the next 12 years. So, no, he's not. (laughs) He's doing directly the opposite. He has set out to kill the fossil fuel industry. Roughly 8.5% inflation and less than 5.5% wage growth. Well, now you know why people in America are going deeper and deeper in the hole every day. The real take-home pay to workers has shrunk by about $4,000 for the average family in the last year. It is the Biden inflation tax, the cruelest tax of all, because it hits the poor and the middle class, socks them right in the face. On top of all that, you have 30,000-plus reduction of the value of average 401k plans for tens of millions of Americans. The stock market has fallen in value. Inflation is reducing the value of any small gains that Americans may have experienced in the last 20 years. They're losing that money in the stock market. The stock market is lower today than it was uh, when Biden took office. And interest rates, the 10-year Treasury bill have risen from 1% to more than 2 and a qu- or 4 and a quarter percent and the national debt has gone up by more than 3 trillion dollars. Mortgage rates are above 7% up from 2.8 when Trump left office. Housing starts have collapsed, the price of housing collapsing as we speak. Manufacturing at a near standstill and Americans are running up record amounts of debt on their credit cards to pay their bills and since the years start the economy has grown at basically 0%. That's all the bad news about Biden and the Democrats economy. The good news is in America this great experiment that we're involved in we get to take that back. We get to do something about it and we can do something about it beginning at 8 o'clock this morning by voting the Democrats out of office. They're the ones who did this to the American economy. They did it. They're neo-Marxists, and they did it on purpose. I'm reading a book about neo-Marxism right now, and it fits the Democrat Party absolutely perfectly. Uh, People don't think in those terms anymore, and certainly the American media is a part of it. Our own ABC is a part of that. And and they're putting out, you know, false information through the media all the time, the American media. And so the Biden administration, people don't typically think on that, but the Biden administration is the tip of the spear for neo-Marxism and the Democrats in America. And everything you see concerning our uh, inflation and the economy and the housing starts and everything else was by design. Neo-Marxism and the Democrats, uh, they're, they're doing this on purpose. They do not want you to succeed because they can't put in place neo-Marxist policies if, in fact, we have a strong population and you have money that you control. They have to control everything, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. But the one thing they can't control is a huge number of people showing up to vote Republican. 
Now, they can control it if just a few people show up to vote Republican, if just a handful, because they can do mail-in ballots and they can do ballots without dating and all those kind of things like they did in 2020. But if a huge number of Republicans or a huge number of people show up to vote Republican, they can't do anything about that. And that's what I'm praying happens this go-round. Now, will we have disappointments on the Republican? You bet. There will be disappointments. There will be Republicans who will disappoint us. Absolutely right. Uh, Republicans will spend. Absolutely they will. But the only hope we have of holding these neo-Marxists and the Democrat Party in check is to overwhelm them and run many, as many as possible out of office right now. 528, Trey Ware, KTSA. Send this out to Captain Morgan, who is back today. Back in blue. Well, that's a little bit of a hint. If you go to uh, my Facebook page, you'll see what I'm talking about. And by the way, it was not planned. It's not. I, in fact, I didn't even know that you were here today. I'll just, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, you were I, expecting me back next week. I thought something. it was the 28th. Yeah. yeah. After you and I had talked, I thought it was the 28th. And I, you know, like I said, I know fully. I can leave and come no, back on sir. the 28th. No, it's all good right. now, baby. Good, good, good. So I was sitting here working, and it was not the usual time for the door to open. <laughs> so click, click. And I turn around, and you come walking. The first thing you said before you got around the corner, don't shoot. That's <laughs> good. Most people say good morning. I say don't don't shoot. shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. So you did miss uh, the Jimenez Thanksgiving Radiothon on Friday. We raised $161,000. And I posted a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. I did kind of a flood on my IG account and my Facebook page yesterday. It was uh, Mobandi and Augie and, of course, Rick Rice Band. They are awesome. Book them for your next event. You will not go wrong if you book the Rick Rice Band. They are phenomenal. And then, of course, the other guests that we had. And I've got more pictures I'm going to be putting up as as, uh, as time goes on. So we had a really good time. You missed that, but it's, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Sorry I missed the event, though. It was a lot of fun. It always is. I, I think it was the best we've ever done. Yeah. I really... I think it was the best Excellent. so far. Well, you raised a lot of money, that's for sure. And I don't know what we're going to do next year. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, how are you going to top that? I, that's exactly what I'm yeah. sweating already, and it's a year away. So. You know, I did read a story yesterday afternoon that uh, there was a, a, a small uh, company event in Austin, and they hired Kiss to come in and play for a couple hundred people. Oh, we so might do that. Know, maybe next year. Right. You know, Elaine can work the phones. ZZ Top, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Huh? So we'll see. We'll I mean, see. I'm not sure how all the you know how all the pyro would work in the Alamo Lounge. <laughs> yeah. I ain't afraid. Blow the top off the building doesn't bother right. me one little bit. Just cut you a think hole that, in the roof. A you think rip. that bothers now? Lance's yeah. office is right next to it, yeah. so he may have trouble with yeah, bombs going off in there. May have a problem. I, I'll just laugh my way through it and sure. enjoy it. I'll have well, a big smile on my face. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, uh, let's go through some of the sound, Jimmy, because uh, it's a it's an interesting sound day. We got like a potpourri, up you know, a hodgepodge of sound. All right, so let's start with. How about we start with uh, number two, numero dos, which is the president, <laughs> President Liar, <laughs> once again telling a big fat juicy lie. Here he is, Joe Biden and student loan debts. You probably are aware I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues, the same people who got PPP loans during the 
for up to close to, in some cases, up to five, six hundred thousand dollars. They have no problem with that. Uh-huh. The individuals in Congress got those. Right, right. But um, what we've provided for is if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, mm-hmm. you qualify for two thousand, I mean, excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. you, you qualify How much? for twenty thousand oh. dollars in debt forgiveness. Okay. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get ten thousand written uh, off. Okay. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two. I'm sorry. And it's in effect. I'm sorry. And already, what? a total. Of, okay, I that's good. Now, that's fine. You got it passed by a vote or two, and it's already in effect. This is not a law, folks. Uh, he signed an executive order to transfer the student loan debt from those who took out the loans to you, working Americans. That's what he did. It never went before Congress. It was never debated in Congress, and he never signed it into law. There is no such law that cancels or, better word, transfers student loan debt. You liar, the liar-in-chief. He didn't do that. Because he he can't. You see, what he cannot do is have Democrats pass any of the stuff that he wants them to pass, like killing the oil and gas industry, all this other stuff that he wants done. He can't have Democrats do it because they get slaughtered at the polls if they do this. If they do the crapola that he, oh, yeah. You see, he talks a good game about how we need to raise taxes on the rich. Well, sir, you control the White House and both houses of the Congress. If you want to increase taxes, go right ahead. Make it 70% on people's incomes. Go right ahead. Live that neo-Marxist dream of yours and raise taxes. 70% on, on personal income. Let's do it. Go for it, man. You control all the levers in Washington, D.C. You're in charge. Your party. So I don't want to hear you cry and moan about a kid. Well, you just said another lie that you passed the student debt forgiveness, which is the transfer from those who promised to pay it back to those who had nothing to do with that. Next is going to be house loans and car loans. You watch. He's telling a lie, of course. All right? Let's go to cut number six with Joe Biden. Of course, he wants to take your AR away, and I want to take your weapon of mass destruction away and everything else. And he's explaining why and how he wants to do it. Go ahead. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round, okay? Uh-huh. That might have been a little fast at 542, so let's do number six again because um, I'm trying to figure this out. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. Eight bullets okay? in a round. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. Jimmy, let okay? me ask you, how do you, think, uh, how do you think David Van Camp feels about that when he hears something like that? Huh? What do you think David Van Camp would think of that? Well, first, I think he would throw his head back laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would laugh some more. Right. And then after he was done laughing a third time. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty much what his response would be, right? It'd just be to laugh this guy. Because David Van Camp is a big gunner like you, like I am. And so uh, for to hear a, a person who obviously has no clue what he's talking about 
act like he knows what he's talking about. It just makes the rest of us laugh, right? Like there's new technology or something? Did he said? <laughs> did he say eight bullets in a single round? Is that what he said? Yep, not a clip. That's his, that's his legislation, eight bullets in a single round. Okay. That's impressive. All right, Mr. President, I want to see how you're going to do that. That's awesome. All right. Let's go to a guy I hope is going to be president, cut number five here. Ron DeSantis and Charlie Crist had a debate uh, last night. Ron DeSantis mopped the floor with Charlie Crist last night. This is Ron DeSantis. Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn-out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Crist. Yeah. Yeah, okay, and cut number one is a, a lady who, boy, the stuff she is saying is amazing. She's running for governor out in Arizona. Here is Carrie Lake, cut one. Katie Hobbs thinks there are 47 different genders. I'll tell you what, I'm not a biology major, but there are two genders, guys, two. And... Where, where, where are the animals from the rodeo being kept? Somebody point. Is it over here? <laughs> Since we're here at a rodeo, Katie, uh-huh. I've got a challenge for you, Katie Hobbs. <laughs> Why don't you go out and try to milk a bull and tell me how that goes? <laughs> That's my girlfriend. That's my girl. Oh, you like Carrie Lake? Oh, huge crush. Yeah. And she's smart. Oh, you love short hair. I do. That's what it is, yeah. I do, I mean, too. But come on. She's nailing it. Well, she is. Well, she said something else about uh, NFL player, uh, the NFL because the Super Bowl is going to be there in 23 in Arizona. And uh, and they have been threatening the NFL uh, getting involved in the in the governor's race based on the border and what's, what's happening in the border. And she said, well, I challenge the NFL to tell parents here in Arizona – that the NFL is more important and that they believe in this fentanyl crisis that's the number one killer of youth, 18 to 49 in America today, I challenge them to go out and explain that. She said, I'm not going to kowtow or allow the NFL a bunch of rich billionaires to tell me what to do concerning the border and fentanyl here in Arizona. They will not dictate policy to me. The people who are going to dictate policy to me are the people of Arizona. Bingo. Yeah. All right, one more, and the sound on this is going to be kind of hard for you to hear, but yesterday uh, Joe Biden was, uh, I guess, sort of celebrating uh, Kamala Harris's birthday at the White House, and again he called her president. She's a great president. This is like how many umpteen times during his presidency in the past two years has he called Kamala Harris the president? I think that's probably accurate. I, I think what's happening here is Barack Obama and Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett and that whole cabal are all running the country through Kamala Harris and Ron Klain and Susan Rice out of the White House and Joe Biden's a figurehead. That's what I think is going on. But he did an event, a tree planting there in the garden of the White House. Now, this is going to be hard for you to hear, so just listen closely. But after the tree planting event, Joe once again turns around and he just starts meandering off into the woods there on the White House lawn. He just wandering into the trees. And one of his guys had to go over and get him and say, Mr. President, go this way. This is the way back. To, they're going back to the White House. Go this way to the White House. And he says, well, what if I want to go that way? And they said, well, you're the boss. You can go any, you know, wherever you want to on the White House ground. He's just now, he's sundowning so much that he's just wandering off. All right, cut number three, Jimmy. Let's roll it. Mr. 
Yeah, it's, it really is hard to hear, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. He starts wandering into the trees, and then you can see the White House up there, and the guys start pointing, the White House is over there, sir. What if I want to go this way? <sighs> Ted Cruz faced the women on The View yesterday. Got details about that coming up for you. Trey Ware, KTSA. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. <laughs> there you go. Mm, will they be there next year? Yeah, the smoke bombs and the fire pots may be a bit much, but we'll see. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And Caesar, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. I uh, just want to let you know that I voted yesterday at uh, at the Susan, uh, I don't know, I don't even know the name. Okay. The library on... Uh, Judson and Nacogdoches. I know exactly where that is, yeah. Uh, it took me less than 15 minutes in and out, and it was a good experience. Those people were real professional. Everything went great. Good. Were there a lot of people there? Was there a line you had to wait in? There was. Good. There was. Good. Yeah, northeast side of San Antonio like that, that's an awesome deal that the people are turning out like that so early on. And 15 minutes is all it took and no problems at all, huh? No problems. Good. Caesar. thank you, man. I appreciate the update. If you voted yesterday, uh, let me know, 210-599-5555, how it went, where you went and all that. I know exactly where you're talking about. It's right there on Judson and Nacogdoches. Uh, it's close to uh, Sausalito Restaurant. I eat there uh, frequently. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, 210-599-5555. I just have to make mention of something that you hear me talk about every once in a while here on the show, and that is the bias of, of the mainstream media. And right here on our own station, ABC News, is one of the most biased organizations that I've ever heard. Their, their overnight anchor is a guy by the name of Richard Cantu, and I hear him when I'm when I'm coming in. And uh, he first of all, one of the things that he does that is so biased is he'll – Anything, if there's any negative story about Donald Trump, that leads the news, regardless of what else is going on. A couple of weeks ago, when Hurricane Ian was, you know, rushing into Florida, at the exact moment that he was on the air, his number one story was the J6 committee. That's the way he structures his newscast. And then the way he writes and edits his newscast is also very much against Donald Trump or against Republicans and pro-Joe Biden. I'll give you one example. 2 a.m. this morning, this is so childish. He won't even say Trump's name. So the number one story, his lead story uh, this morning was Donald Trump, or, you know, he said the last president. He won't even say his name. The last president. And jury selection is underway in New York against the last president. That was his lead story. Like, who cares? The economy's stupid. Who cares about what they're doing in New York with a hit job of an AG up there? That's This is purely a political trial, and we all know it across America. But here's my point about this Cantu guy. He won't even say. He won't even say Trump's name. The only thing he says is the last president. Which, by the way, it's not even accurate, is it? I mean, if you're in the news business, you want to try to be accurate, unless you're just a propagandist like Richard Cantu. If you're in the news business, you want to be accurate and you want to say, is it the last president? 
Was Donald Trump the last president of the United States? No, he wasn't the last president of the United States. But anyway, uh, ABC, CBS, and NBC are more likely to bash GOP governors than the Biden administration when covering the border crisis. According to a new study, the Media Research Center has analyzed the evening newscast on the three major broadcast networks, found that CBS Evening News, ABC's World News Tonight, NBC's Nightly News, spent only 143 minutes covering the border crisis from October 1st, 21, to September 30th, 22, when we have seen a record number, the most illegal immigrant encounters in the history of our country. They wouldn't even talk about it. They wouldn't even report on it. They didn't, they didn't have any sound. They didn't have any video. They wouldn't even you know look at it. But when Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott are sending illegal immigrants into New York and Martha's Vineyard, well, then all of a sudden, ABC, CBS, and NBC, they covered that, according to this research done by the Media Research Center. I just point out how the media, in general, is colluding with the Democrat Party in order to reelect as many Democrats as possible. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSI. News with Trey Ware. You know, I think everyone should listen to it. Now on FM 1071. I think uh, my, my buddy Brett uh, probably got it right, commenting on my Facebook page about Don and myself in the picture this morning. What do you notice that's interesting about the picture? My buddy Brett pretty much nailed it, so that's on the Facebook page this morning. What were you going to say, Jimmy? Go ahead. I saw a lot of a lot more chest with uh, Don Morgan. Well, the boy uh, likes the, to show it off. Yeah, don't he? The, yeah. The buttons are a little low. His pecs are like pushed <laughs> together. He's wearing the uh, latex push them together and lift it up yeah. thing. Looking good over hey, there, little, man. Little help from Ace Bandages going on. Well, is that what's going on? Yeah. You are kind of taped in some, certain places. Right. Yeah, taped and tucked. <laughs> That's me. Well, check it out. It's on my Facebook page. It's also Trey Ware SA is my IG account. Does anybody else other than me think that this Narcan thing in Austin is a horrible, horrible thing? Not, not that having Narcan is a horrible thing, because I think it's necessary at this time. But that story that Don was just doing, where they're talking about now putting Narcan in all schools in Austin. America, 2022, on the cusp of 2023. And, and our children are at such risk for fentanyl poisoning that schools, entire cities, Austin, looking at putting Narcan in every single school. Close the border, Biden. Close it up. Tell China that we're not doing another bit of business with them. Our government is not going to spend a dime with you. I can't tell private industry what to do. But I can tell you our federal government's not going to spend another dime with you until you stop this fentanyl. And you tell Mexico to get the cartels under under control or our, our drones will. If you don't get them under control, our drones will, and we're closing up the border because we're not going to have you killing our children anymore. We're giving in. It's it's as if they're saying, uh, yeah, they win on the fentanyl battle. I guess we'll just put uh, Narcan in all the schools. I guess that's the solution. Now, look, to me, this is the way I look at this, right? I'll give you an example. In Memphis a month ago, we had that mama who went out early in the morning for a jog 
and she was grabbed, raped, and shot and killed going through a, for a morning jog. And what did the left in America say? Well, she shouldn't have been out jogging at 6 a.m. What was wrong with her jogging at that time of day? She shouldn't have been jogging at that time of day. No. She ought to be able to, in America, you ought to be able to jog anytime you want to jog. Anytime. That's capitulating to the, to the criminals. That's saying to the victim, it's your fault. <laughs> you were out that time of day. That's up to you. That's your fault. You put yourself in that position. Hey, you got to live with the consequences of putting yourself in that Hell no. No, that's where we say to the killers, we're going to come get you, and we're going to fry your butt the minute we find you guilty. We're not putting up with it. And so that's, that should be our national focus with this fentanyl stuff that's killing our children. 300 a day? Instead of saying, okay, well, I guess there's nothing we can do about it, but put Narcan in the schools, all right. And I'm not opposed to Narcan. If you can get it from your pharmacy, get it. I'm not opposed to it. That's not, that's not my point. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. Where is the national response from Joe Biden and the administration to tell China, you know what, we're not spending any more money with you. We're not going to do it until you stop it. And to tell the government in Mexico, get these cartels under control, or our drones will. We have the ability to take out their manufacturing plants and their shipping uh, lines. So either you get it done or our drones are going to get it done. And then put the troops on the border. <laughs> We're not going to allow any mill fentanyl into this country. Not, well, I guess it's the way it is, so we'll just put fentanyl in all the schools, or we'll put Narcan in all the schools. I guess that's the way we're going to have to deal with this. Are you kidding me? I I had to throw away a bag of Skittles yesterday because I don't know what's in there. Do you? No, and I'm not a paranoid type. I wanted to rip the bag open myself. But I'm not going to put that in the Halloween candy this year. And, and, and this year, the first year of my 59 years on this planet, where, I've, where we've been, you know, been in a situation where Halloween is so disrupted by this fentanyl crap because they're making it to look like candy, they're wrapping it in candy wrappers. And, and so, boy, you know, in America, as I've been saying, only have a uh, Halloween on your street with the people that you know. We should never have to go into that mindset. We should have leadership at the highest levels who have such a backbone, who are on our side, who will stand up to what's going on and say we're not going to play this game. We're going to live free in America, which means... We shouldn't have to worry about fentanyl in our schools killing our 18 to 49-year-olds, by the way, number one cause of death. Eight, number one. We shouldn't have to worry about that. And there's stuff that can be done. Do you ever eliminate it completely? Of course not. But there's stuff that can't be done, and they're not doing it. They refuse to because that would mean that they would have to control the border. And they're not going to control the border, folks. The neo-Marxists in the Democrat Party, which the Democrat Party is the neo-Marxist party of America, they're not going to control the border. This is part of the plan. To weaken America, you import third world into America. That weakens us. That weakens us all the way around. It weakens our economy. It weakens our schools. It weakens our, our hospital system. Everything. 
weakens welfare, you know, the handouts and all, everything, Social Security, everything gets weakened the more third world that you import into the United States. And while you're importing the third world in here, the neo-Marxists and the Democrat Party, you're you're importing fentanyl to the point where an entire city is going to send out Narcan to every single school. Let me just ask you something. When you consider Halloween this year, and the fentanyl threat to your children. When you consider an entire city looking at putting Narcan in every single school, is that the America you want your kids to grow up in? Is that the America you want them living in today, much less tomorrow? Ten years? If it's this bad today, what is it going to be like ten years from now, five years from now, three years from now, two years from now if the Democrats win here in the midterms? What's it going to be like? Two more years of Democrat control, look what they did in two years' time. Two more years of Democrat control. What do you think? What kind of country are our kids and grandkids going to be living in? What will they have to have in the schools? What will they have to have? Will we just have to say no more Halloween, kiddos, because, gosh, it's really bad. Now they're all over the, now the cartels are all over the streets. Whatever. Is that that where we're Do we want to do that together? Is that what we want to do? Or do we want a major, major change in leadership in this country that is going to protect and defend and stand up for our children? Instead of, as Joe Biden just said, mutilate them. Go ahead and take their genitals off, he says. It's immoral for people to say that we should not put children in transition surgery without their parents. It's immoral, he said. Because the right and moral thing to do is mutilate our children through genital removal surgery. That's the right and moral thing, according to this president. Yep, it's time. Time to make a major change. All the way up to the top. And it starts at 8 o'clock this morning. 8 until 6 today. It's early voting once again. I hope you'll turn out. I hope the red wave is real. Because if it's not, you've seen what they've done in two years. Give them two more years of complete and total control of this country and watch the disaster that is wrought. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. You, Phil and Phil. Only one of them on the drums, though. I always did like Phil Collins drumming. I always like Philip Bailey singing harmony way up high. Forget about getting up there. Listen to Easy Lover. All right, 621 now. Trey Ware, KTSA. 210-599-5555. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to comment. My wife and I went to go vote uh, yesterday evening at about 6 o'clock in the evening at the IGO library. And uh, there was a little line, but it, it was good to see it. Once we got in, everybody was uh, professional and friendly. Uh, they had many, many more banks of uh, machines than they have in the past, and they were all full and moving pretty rapidly. The voter to my left, I noticed, uh, had some difficulty. He indicated to the assistant 
there seems to be a problem with his machine, so he she moved him. And I was watching every move she made. Uh, she uh, removed it, took it out of uh, line, uh, reset it, and I was watching to see what was could be reset. And I noticed, you know, uh, the machine turning back on, and I didn't, uh, I didn't know what to look for or anything. But I just thought that was kind of odd. I've never seen that before. So uh, just to be, uh, I just uh, yeah. warn folks to be wary of. Uh, anything like that in the future i'm a paper guy always have been a paper guy you can't fail with paper it's there it says what it says it is what it is and i believe in a, in a paper and, and even you being able to keep a copy of your ballot uh going in the machine recording your vote and then coming right back out into your hands and you take it with you uh, kind of like a receipt i've always been in favor of that process where now where is this library john uh, the uh, I go library. It's up in the north side by the big. Uh, I think they call it the natatorium off of Hausman. Oh yeah. Um, okay. By Bandera. Yeah, I got you. I I know where that is. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the report on that, John. Thank you, and a, a great idea to keep your eyes and ears open to see what's going on. Uh, if you voted yesterday, early voting, I, I did see a tweet. Uh, from Jackie Callanan, she said that their numbers yesterday were pretty much what they were for the first day in 2018. And so we'll see if the momentum builds or if it stalls out. Polls open again at 8 o'clock this morning. I hope you'll get out and uh, make the red wave a real deal. It's going to have to be – the red wave is going to have to be a real deal to stop the steal. Okay, it's going to have to be so huge that they can't steal it. They won't be able to fudge with the mail-in ballots or ballots not having dates on them or anything. You know, the shenanigans that went on in 2020, uh, we know what they did. We know how they played games, and uh, and hopefully uh, the red wave is going to be so big that they won't be able to do it this time. That's what I'm hoping. Thanks again, John. 210-599-5555. So, the View, anytime they need ratings, they, they bring on somebody from the opposite party. They're all liberal Democrats. They have one that they call a Republican. I worked for Trump. She is no more conservative that I can flap my arms and fly California from here, right? But anyway, they okay, well, we're just going to we're, we're gonna invite somebody on that we can scream at for the next hour, and that will get us some ratings, right, because controversy gets ratings. So yesterday their whipping boy was Ted Cruz. Let's listen to it try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump but stole the, the election. You who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was That's illegitimate, right. and, and, it and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's illegitimate did, did when Republicans she, did, win, did, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change what... Did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and, and police cars well, were being yeah, firebombed? Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. Like, we how do we just, make you sense just of accused that? us of doing something we didn't do. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said, we're sitting here, and you we were fine come, with her saying it was illegitimate come, yes, for, for Republicans to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning, and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. Okay, look. She sat there while, oh, while Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn says in. Trump is an illegitimate president. Hillary Clinton right. says the that's, election is stolen from All right, that's Hillary good. Clinton that's in good. So the deal was they thought they were going to bring him on and get after him. 
because they had a they started out just going right after Ted Cruz. They can't do that to Ted Cruz. He's not going to back down. Are you kidding? The boy's not a marshmallow. He's not a wallflower. <laughs> He's going to get after it, and he did. And good for him. Glad that he did. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five USA Pete. Good morning to you, man. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, brother Trey? Glad hey, you're on I'm the phone. What's up, early. man? What's on your mind? I, I voted yesterday early over at the McCreelis Library because you know I work next door, and you know what? I voted straight Republican. Didn't even give a thought to any Democrat this year. Normally, I kind of split the vote. You know, I don't believe in straight vote, you know, straight party ticket vote. You know, I voted a few here, a few there, but yesterday. The way things have been running with the Democrats, straight and Republican Party all the way down through. Good deal. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate that. By the way, there's no you know Republican or Democrat straight vote at the top of the ballot anymore like there used to be. You have to go to each candidate and hit the R, but that's what we have to do this time. And I'll explain. Well, in fact, let me explain that now. I've got a couple of minutes before the bottom of the hour break. On top of everything that we see going on with the economy and so on, that's the big issue, right? And, of course, fentanyl coming across the border and a wide-open border and, you know, Don Morgan traveling across the country seeing a bunch of homeless people sleeping all across America with those illegal aliens that came in here. It's also a result of this economy that Joe Biden has put into place and the neo-Marxists and they, the neo-Marxists and the Democrat Party, which the Democrat Party, you might as well call it the neo-Marxist Party of America, this is all done by design to collapse the American economy to put Marxism in. But what we need right now, and yes, we'll have dem- we certainly we will have disappointments on the Republican side. I'm not telling you it's all going to be roses and smiles and happy happy days are here again when you vote the Republicans in. We need Republicans, however, to balance power. Over the past several decades, both parties have worked to concentrate more power in the presidency, to where we now have a king and potentate who's in the White House. Uh, operating by executive order. He's not passing law. He's not interested in passing. He tells you he's passing law. Oh, well, I'm doing debt forgiveness, and I passed it by one or two. Let's play that, Jimmy, so everybody knows what I'm talking about, okay? This is uh, Joe Biden uh, talking about cut number two, the student loans and how he passed a law in order to transfer student loans from the students to you. Go right ahead. You're probably aware I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues, who are the same people who got PPP loans during the, for up to close to, in some cases, up to five, six hundred thousand dollars. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for two thousand, I mean, excuse me, uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. Stop. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. No, sir, you did not. You're a liar. You did not. What you did was you signed an executive order to transfer their debt from them to all of us out here working. That's what you did. You didn't get a law passed. And I want the, I want the media in America to ask him, what was the bill number, and when did you sign that law? Somebody in the media, what was the bill number, and when did you sign that law, sir? I want somebody to ask him. Now, they have worked to concentrate more power in the presidency, and that's the point, through executive order. He acts like a king and a potentate. It's unconstitutional. So what we need to do is bring balance of power back 
to Washington, D.C. and put Republicans in charge of the House and the Senate. Stevens Roofing. Stevens, what a great family. What an awesome local company. Putting roofs on homes, repairing roofs on homes all around here. And they certainly understand our weather situation here, right? Going to be bright, beautiful, and sunshiny today, but a lot of folks got a lot of wind. There's wind blowing around right now. Even got some hail and some thunderstorms last night. So today is your day to get in touch with Stevens Roofing at 210-785-0994. Don't put it off. Call them first thing this morning and get a roof inspection for your home so you can have them check it out after we have all this wind that's going on. You'll definitely want them to come out and check the shingles, check, check the uh, tack strips where they nail the shingles down and all that, check the flashing, make sure everything is good around the vent pipes and all that after all this wind is is blowing through and the storms from last night. And they won't charge you. The uh, roof inspection is always free at Stevens Roofing, so give them a call today. Be sure your roof is safe and secure. Stevens Roofing has your family covered at 210-785-0994. You remember Dion of the Wonder, don't you? Uh. They call me the Wanderer, playing that this morning as a special request going out to President Joe Biden, who was who was on the grounds of the White House yesterday. And you would think, I mean, you know, he's been in D.C. for 50 years. He was vice president for eight and, of course, been over the White House and the White House grounds, I don't know how many millions of times, right? And they did a little ceremony for a tree planting yesterday, and he turns around and he wanders off into the uh, into the wooded grove. And the people are like, uh, sir, the uh, the White House is over here. You can see the White House in the video, but he's just kind of like, yeah. well, I mean, you know, the whole thing about him wandering off at FEMA the other day and turning around and shaking hands with air and nobody there. Well, this was what happened yesterday. He just turned around and kind of wandered off into the trees, and they were like, uh, sir, come this way. He also yesterday celebrated Kamala Harris's birthday. He said, I know well, celebrating Diwali about a few years or a few days, a few, uh, well, anyway, it was Kamala's birthday. <laughs> and uh, he called her president. Happy birthday to a great president. Now, this is like the umpteenth time that he's called her president. I mean, many, many times. Every time he's running around, he's calling Kamala the president. I think he should be saying that to Barack, don't you? But during his speech... Another very uncomfortable moment happened. He spotted two young children in the audience. This happens a lot. He'll be in the middle of a speech, like, focused on reading the teleprompter, and then all of a sudden, kids will catch his eye. Hey, you want to come up here? You don't have to. You can. Hey, you want to? And he went over the side of the stage in the middle of his speech, and escorted the kids onto the stage. Pretty weird stuff. Daily Mail out with a story today. He's got a bizarre habit. He carries cash on him, according to a former security guard, so he can give it to children and encourage them to buy ice cream. Now, the way the story is written in the Daily Mail, 
They wrote it after the incident yesterday where the kids all of a sudden got his attention. He goes, okay, okay, you want to come over? Come here. The article was written to normalize this behavior. You know, the sweet old man buying ice cream for kids. Okay. You can call it normal behavior. I call it really perverse, strange, and weird. The interest that he has in little kids and uh, and uh, and teenage uh, women and all that stuff that we have chronicled here. It's really, really strange. A volunteer for Senator Marco Rubio brutally attacked while canvassing for the campaign in Hialeah, Florida. The man has a broken jaw, internal bleeding, according to the Senator Marco Rubio. Four individuals attacked the canvasser, allegedly telling him Republicans are not allowed in this neighborhood. The man will require facial reconstruction surgery. He was wearing a shirt supporting Rubio and a hat, a cap, supporting Ron DeSantis. Now, this comes on the heels of Joe Biden saying that Republicans are a threat to the democracy. comes on the heels of Young, who is running up in uh, uh, Ohio, saying we got to kill this MAGA stuff. This very, very coarse language is coming from the Democrats about Republicans. Have Republicans put into danger, and it started with the president, Philadelphia, Freedom Hall, Liberty Hall, where he stood in front of a red wall and said Republicans are a threat to our nation. Since then, we had an 18-year-old man who was run over by a guy in a truck, and the guy in the truck said he did it because that the 18-year-old was a supporter of Republican causes. And we had a canvasser for Marco Rubio last night who was beat to an inch of his life, internal bleeding, and needs major facial reconstruction surgery by a guy saying, we don't welcome Republicans into this neighborhood. Now, I remember when Sarah Palin put out a map and it had a target on Arizona. And Gabby Giffords was shot, and everybody in the leftist media in America was screaming about how Sarah Palin's responsible for Gabby Giffords getting shot. Come to find out the guy that shot her was a leftist supporter, a Democrat supporter. But the media is silent on these other attacks. They won't even discuss it. They won't even talk about it. They're silent on these attacks against Republicans in America post Joe Biden saying that Republicans are a threat to our nation. It's time to take Republicans out. Cut number six. I I hope my friend David Van Camp is up and listening this morning. I know he enjoys guns like I do. Here's President Biden saying, I want to take away your weapon of war, your assault weapon, your AR-15, and he wants to limit your ammunition. Listen to what he says he's going to do. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. Oh, wait, okay? whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. He says what now? Eight bullets in a round. Play that again, Jimmy, because I want to make sure everybody got it. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. Eight bullets in a round, says the president. All right, so I can't wait to hear uh, Markley Van Camp and Robbins at 11 o'clock this morning hear David Van Camp comment on that. After, like you said, Jimmy, he stops laughing. If he's able to stop laughing. All right, 643 at KTSA. We are two brothers. <laughs> uh, you, you remember Dion of the Wonder, don't you? Uh.
They call me the Wanderer. Playing that this morning as a special request going out to President Joe Biden, who was who was on the grounds of the White House yesterday. And you would think, I mean, you know, he's been in D.C. for 50 years. He was vice president for eight and, of course, been over the White House and the White House grounds, I don't know how many millions of times, right? And they did a little ceremony for a tree planting yesterday, and uh, he turns around and he wanders off into the uh, into the wooded grove. And people are like, uh, sir, the uh, the White House is over here. You can see the White House in the video, but he's just kind of like, yeah. well, I mean, you know, the whole thing about him wandering off at FEMA the other day and turning around and shaking hands with air and nobody there. Well, this was what happened yesterday. He just turned around and kind of wandered off into the trees, and they were like, uh, sir, come this way. He also yesterday celebrated Kamala Harris's birthday. He said, I know well, celebrating Diwali about a few years or a few days, a a few, uh, well, anyway, it was Kamala's birthday. (laughs) And uh, he called her president. Happy birthday to a great president. Now, this is like the umpteenth time that he's called her president. I mean, many, many times. Every time he's running around, he's calling Kamala the president. I think he should be saying that to Barack, don't you? But during his speech... Another very uncomfortable moment happened. He spotted two young children in the audience. This happens a lot. He'll be in the middle of a speech, like, focused on reading the teleprompter, and then all of a sudden, kids will catch his eye. Hey, you want to come up here? You don't have to. You can. Hey, you want to? And he went over the side of the stage in the middle of his speech, and escorted the kids onto the stage. Pretty weird stuff. Daily Mail out with a story today. He's got a bizarre habit. He carries cash on him, according to a former security guard, so he can give it to children and encourage them to buy ice cream. Now, the way the story is written in the Daily Mail... They wrote it after the incident yesterday where the kids all of a sudden got his attention. He goes, over and he says, hey, okay, you want to come over here? Come here. The article was written to normalize this behavior. You know, the sweet old man buying ice cream for kids. Okay. You can call it normal behavior. I call it really perverse, strange, and weird. The interest that he has in little kids and, uh, and, uh, and teenage uh, women and all that stuff that we have chronicled here. It's really, really strange. A volunteer for Senator Marco Rubio brutally attacked while canvassing for the campaign in Hialeah, Florida. The man has a broken jaw, internal bleeding, according to the Senator Marco Rubio. Four individuals attacked the canvasser, allegedly telling him Republicans are not allowed in this neighborhood. The man will require facial reconstruction surgery. He was wearing a shirt supporting Rubio and a hat, a cap, supporting Ron DeSantis. Now, this comes on the heels of Joe Biden saying that Republicans are a threat to the democracy. Comes on the heels of Young, who is running up in uh, uh, Ohio, saying we got to kill this MAGA stuff. This very, very coarse language is coming from the Democrats about Republicans. Have Republicans put into danger, and it started with the president, Philadelphia, Freedom Hall, Liberty Hall, where he stood in front of a red wall and said Republicans are a threat to our nation. Since then, we had an 18-year-old man who was run over by a guy in a truck, and the guy in the truck said he did it because the 18-year-old was a supporter of Republican causes. 
We had a canvasser for Marco Rubio last night who was beat to an inch of his life, internal bleeding, and needs major facial reconstruction surgery by a guy saying, we don't welcome Republicans into this neighborhood. Now, I remember when Sarah Palin put out a map and it had a target on Arizona. And Gabby Giffords was shot, and everybody in the leftist media in America was screaming about how Sarah Palin's responsible for Gabby Giffords getting shot. Come to find out the guy that shot her was a leftist supporter, a Democrat supporter. But the media is silent on these other attacks. They won't even discuss it. They won't even talk about it. They're silent on these attacks against Republicans in America post Joe Biden saying that Republicans are a threat to our nation. It's time to take Republicans out. Cut number six. I I hope my friend David Van Camp is up and listening this morning. I know he enjoys guns like I do. Here's President Biden saying, I want to take away your weapon of war, your assault weapon, your AR-15, and and he wants to limit your ammunition. Listen to what he says he's going to do. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. Oh, wait. Okay? Whoa, 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 whoa. He says what now? Eight bullets in a round. Play that again, Jimmy, because I want to make sure everybody got it. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. Eight bullets in a round, says the president. All right, so I can't wait to hear uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins at 11 o'clock this morning hear David Van Camp comment on that. <laughs> After, like you said, Jimmy, he stops laughing, if he's able to stop laughing. All right, 643 at KTSA. We are two brothers. Right Guests on. of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. All right, it's 650 210 if you voted yesterday, what was your experience like? Where did you go? How did it go? Etc. Roland, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Trey. Um, I went to St. Paul's Community Center yesterday at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, very few people there. I went and the lady at the front desk, I asked for my driver's license. I gave her. She scanned the barcode on the back side and immediately a ballot was printed. And the gentleman who was helping out said, well, are there six of you here? And he started laughing. And I said, no, sir, just me. And the lady says, how did that happen? A ballot was printed with the last person that was voting uh, six times on that same ballot. His name showed up six times. And so the uh, gentleman, a worker, I guess he was new. He says, well, what are we going to do with this? She says, I just, just throw it aside. Just throw it away. I said, are we supposed to do that? Throw it away? Says, just throw it away. She's getting kind of upset with him. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. So, well, are we supposed to, ma'am? All right, just put it in the chair there. We'll figure it out later. So, anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, because Elaine's going to call uh, Jackie Callinan on this one. So, yes, they, they printed out a ballot for you, and, and and six more ballots came out of the person who voted prior to you? No, sir. No, on that the ballot from the person who voted prior to me, yeah. his name showed up on a ballot six more times on one ballot. Well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, tell you what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you back on hold and let you tell that story to Elaine because she's going to call Jackie Conlon in and get an answer for that. And then they set it on. They set the six ballots on a chair, and we'll deal with these ballots a little bit later on. I wonder if they're going to end up on a trial. No, I won't say that. Sarah, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. Go ahead. Okay, so I had kind of a similar experience. <clears throat> I voted at um, Chavano Park. 
and there were about the line was about six or seven people deep that moved pretty well. The first thing is I received a ballot by mail and I didn't request it. I requested one the election before and then I ended up going in and voting and I know how that was handled last time. Mm-hmm. So this time I didn't even open my ballot. I just took it with me. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that happened was the lady at the desk did not check me in. She just immediately said to me, you need to come over here and fill out this form. Mm -hmm. So we filled out the form. She had a judge come over. He looked it over. He signed it. And I handed him my ballot. And he said, now you take that home with you and you shred it. I said, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not what happened last time. Right. He said, no, no. That's what you do, and I'm taking you back in line. So I went and got back in line, and then when they went to check me in, there was confusion about what was listed. Then the lady that was in charge of the whole polling place, she saw what was happening, and she came over, and she did a little training with everybody, and she was very unhappy (laughs) that they had not acted appropriately. Um, So they did take my ballot and they, my mail-in ballot, and I did vote. And then I waited until it, uh, you know, my ballot went in and was counted. I wonder how many other people they said, you know, just take this home and shred it. You're on your own. And, you know, before you got there and uh stood up and said no, before you knew what was supposed to be done. That's interesting as well, Sarah. Hang on a minute. You can tell Elaine that story as well because we're going to get in touch with with Jackie Cowan about these uh, situations. And they could just be. Honest mistakes that poll judges are making. That they make honest mistakes too. But we're not going to take any chances this election, are we? We we all went through 2020 together. Okay. Um, one of the things that I've been pointing out about what's happening right now in America is this change in the political class, right? The neo-Marxist Democrat Party, and call them that, folks. Call them that because that's what they are. They're neo-Marxist. They're trying to collapse America and institute Marxism here. Neo-Marxist Democrat Party. The transgender issue, it all plays into it. I'll explain all that as we go forward in the coming weeks. But neo-Marxist Democrat Party, they have been in control of D.C. for a very long time. Decades. They've been in in control of education for decades. And look at the numbers. Look, Johnny can't read and Johnny can't add. They've been in charge of the media. And look what they're doing in the media. And I point it out every day how they collude with the Democrat Marxist Party against Republicans to elect Democrats in this country. So on and on and on through these institutions, and that's pure what Marx believed and what he taught, and Engels was his his, uh, partner in it, and he explained you have to take over these institutions. And when you do, Marxism comes in with a whimper, not with a bang, and the next thing you know, people just wake up one day in a Marxist country, and that's what they're doing. It's exactly what the neo-Marxist Democrat Party is doing to your country right under your nose. But we have some real hope, man. We have some real positivity going on. What we got to do is we got to turn out in such incredible numbers that we completely decimate the Democrat Party and the ruling class as it is. Those people have been there forever. It's time for them to go. Henry Cuellar has been there since his challenger, Cassie Garcia, was in kindergarten. Uh, Henry Cuellar. So it's time to make that change. One hour from right now, you can be at the polls making that change. We've got a whole new crop of Republican candidates who are first-timers. <laughs> they haven't been in politics. They're not these you know, trained politicians and all that. And one is the lady who is running to be 
uh, governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake. Now, her her opponent, her challenger in Arizona, also happens to be like the secretary of state out there, right? So she's in charge of the elections. Now, she's running to be governor against Carrie Lake, and she, <laughs> she's in charge of the elections, and she will not let go of that power. She retains that office while she runs for governor. And in fact, last week we told you the story of 6,000 erroneous ballots being sent out to people erroneously in Arizona by the woman who's running to be governor against Carrie Lake. But Carrie Lake is calling her out saying, hey, there's only two genders, baby, and if you want to find that out, here's a place you can go. Cut one, Jimmy. Katie Hobbs. 